Blog Talk Radio. Radio. My name is Jessie Ann Nicholas-Church, and I'm your hostess today. From the music you were listening to at the beginning of the show, there is by today's guest, Dragon Side. And this is really exciting. That was called The Lake. And it's so perfect. As you know, this is the summer solstice time frame, starting within less than 24 hours. And uh, that just brings in a whole incredible energy. Those that have been listening in this year over the last few months know that Every turning of the season, from the solstices and the, and the equinoxes and all of those turnings of the year, I'm doing musical guests. So we get a chance to explore their music, find out about them, find out about their thoughts and how they connect to where we're headed in life. Welcome to everybody here, whether you're returning or whether you are just joining us here for the very first time. 
We do stream live in three additional places, TalkStream Live, StreamFinder, and Pound, also known as Care Encounters Network, and I welcome everyone listening through those channels as well. Here at Activating Compassion Radio, what I do is I look at the different ways that compassion exists in our lives, how to remove our blocks, resistances, frustrations, and more. And some weeks I'm discussing different aspects of how compassion is in our lives, how it affects our lives, the different areas of compassion, and then some weeks I'm doing more exercises and practical implementation. And many times, especially this year, I've got a lot of great guests lined up on the show. That way you get a chance to learn about their work and how other things complement and work with compassion. And then, just like today, oftentimes I highlight some great musical artists along the way. In my work, what I do is I focus on helping people find and use compassion in their everyday lives. I've created the Genesis Hearing Statement, and if you've missed that, you can catch it in our archives. I've also authored four books, the most recent being You, Me, Live Streams, and this companion workbook. And my first two books, Activating Compassion and that uh, companion workbook as well. In addition, I've created the Compassion Tour, which is a multi-state nationwide tour, including workshops, retreats, seminars, signings, and fundraising events. And you can follow all of those events through my website at jessieannicholschorch1.com. And I am currently on um, tour right now. I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. So it's a little bit north of the Detroit area, getting ready to do some events in this upcoming week at the Violet Flame Spiritual Enlightenment Center, which is in Clinton Township, uh, right on the edge of the Detroit area. So if you're around that area, come out and at least say hi. I'm going to be there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, taking appointments for private sessions. And then in the evenings, those three days, I'll be doing various workshops. So we'll be exploring things like how to remove programming and uh, signs and symbols and shadows and mirrors and things like that. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Just a reminder, if you enjoy the show today, please certainly you share it with people, tell people about it. You know, I find every time I do that, somebody comes through and goes, oh, my gosh, that show was amazing. Or they'll say, you know, I was just looking for something like that, and it was just perfect right now. So I mean, you really never know whose life you might change a little bit just by clicking the share button. And also on my website, on my page of the Main Street Universe tab, I have all the archive shows there. And if that's not working for them, they can also get the podcast at iTunes, tunein.com, and also on my YouTube channel. Although it does take me a little bit of time to get those YouTube versions up. And before we get started on everything, those that have listened in before know that I like to delve into a little book called The 72 Names of God by Yehuda Berg. And this thought does go on my page of the Main Street Universe tab, so you can go back and look at it throughout the week. And I like to do that, go back and reflect on the topic for the week. So the common name that we have today uh, for this thought is Contacting Departed Souls. And it's always interesting. We're going to see how this fits into today's guest and what they might have to say about that. Now, the, the initial thought on this is death is a sham. The souls of our departed loved ones continue to live on in a reality far more authentic than our illusory world. Through this name, we make contact with the souls of family and friends who have passed on. And the insight that he provides here is the human soul continues to rise to higher levels of existence after it leaves this plane of existence. This ascension can sometimes be difficult if a soul has accumulated undesirable baggage as the result of reactive behavior during his or her lifetime. Through this name, 
We help elevate the souls of our loved ones in a pleasing and pleasant manner. And we also receive counsel and messages from those whose love for us still radiates in the other world. The meditation that he provides on this is, evokes memories of loved ones who have passed on, surround them with the light of this name, meditate to elevate their souls to even higher levels in the spiritual world, open yourself to receive their guidance and support. So again, the common name here is contacting departed souls, and the formal name that we have for this is Chet Set Box. And again, that's on my page of the Main Street Universe tab if you'd like to go back and reflect on that throughout the week. And I've got a little thought here for us today just as we're kind of getting into the show and then we'll take a break and we'll have today's guest on with us. And for those that are just tuning in today, by the way, I should mention we're not normally on Saturdays or we're on Fridays most of the time, but we needed to make a little adjustment because Today's guests have been very busy. They've been touring, they've been doing gigs, and they had a gig last night. <laughs> so I'm really happy that they were willing to provide some time to me today and that we could go through with us this week for you because it's just, their music is perfect for this time of year. So here's our thought. Have you found a unique way to share your work in the world? And have you ever taken the foundations of other things and reinvented it and imprinted it with your own style? Has this allowed you to bridge the past and the future in the present? I see so many set out to do something great in the world. There are many that make it and many that don't. One trait that I see among those that do is that they hit a point where they finally say to themselves, that's it. I'm going to create this and I'm going full force into it to bring it forward. So many get dismayed along the way when things don't unfold as easily as they like. But It is this level of decisiveness to move forward that changes something from being a hobby to being a passion that one is willing to fully connect with. What I notice is that when we take this stance and level of conviction to move forward with something in our lives, what we are really doing is connecting with our soul self and tuning in and honoring a fire within us that allows us to not only feel alive, but also very connected to something greater than ourselves, that being truth, wholeness, and our soul self. We're connecting with core energy, and that puts us in a space of all possibilities. We connect with true divine source energy. The challenge for most is not tapping into that space as much as it is keeping connected. Many times, as someone begins to grow their dreams and begin their work into the work, they get so absorbed by doing the work that they don't take the time to get connected. It is like there is the thought that we just needed to connect that one time and all is good. I've done this in the past myself, only to find myself wondering, what happened? Now, I take time to connect not only daily, but frequently throughout the day, for it is in that connection that dreams are made of. The group Dragon's Head is just one upcoming group where I have watched the members step into the creation of this group with great conviction, and in doing so, have recently been able to complete their first tour. They began their own style of a rock Celtic fusion blend, where they are incorporating old ways and thoughts that are important to carry forward into the world, yet doing it with a style that allows them to move forward with their music. This was exemplified in their CD, Songs of the New Old Ways 
it is always interesting to me to watch how someone will imprint their own style into something. Creating new versions allows more people to connect to a concept or energy. And it also allows us to connect deep within the soul in creative ways that move us out of boxes, restrictions, and judgment. It connects us with the energy of all is possible. And it feeds our inner alchemist that longs to blend its own formulas and experiment and find where that resonates with. How have you let out your creative self to explore? And what have you invented with your own personal style? And how do you express your own unique energy? This week, we're focusing on a component of compassion that is related to the aspects in my book says, The Hidden Enemy. And this reminds us that the biggest obstacle we have in life or creating something in life is making judgments about ourselves and others, judging our own work, work and abilities in the world. I'm going to take a short break, and when we return, I'm going to have Dragon's Head with me, and we will be talking about their music and learning about the members of the band that are behind the music. The song I've got for you during our break is by today's guest, and it's called Priestess. And definitely, here is a little taste of that. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
Welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio. My name is Jesse Ann Olson, and I'm your host for today. What you were just listening to is a song by today's guest called Priestess, and I'm really excited to have these guests on with me today because I've been watching and following their work and watching all the improvements along the way, and it's been amazing to be able to be a part of that. You hear a little bit of noise in the background. I, I am coming from the Starbucks today <laughs> from my broadcasting space, so be patient. I'm going to try to mute my mic out off and on here just so we can get as much clarity as possible. And today I have with me Dragon's Head, and they are an, an emerging new sound that may just be described as Celtic rock fusion. Their music is always heavy, melodic, and inspiring, and even when they get quiet, there remains a roar at their core, a resolve to share even their sweetest melodies with intensity. Taking their cues from alternative, progressive rock, punk, jazz, and Celtic salad street, Dragon's Head can shake their sound to any venue or occasion, and whether it is a stadium, a festival, a nightclub, or a church, their versatility and arrangement and presentation allows them to adapt to any worthy request, and though you will Hear the muses of the ages represented in their songs. Dragon's Head brings a unique sound and memorable, um, but unique and memorable. Ah, <laughs> and their signature sound will ring in your ears until the coming of Ragnarok, which is the end of time for those that aren't familiar with that term. And you can definitely connect with them on Facebook. Just go on over to Dragon's Head and you'll be able to connect with them there. There's also a link at the bottom of the show description where you can connect with them. And I'm going to get their mic opened up here in just a, a moment. Hopefully that noise is going to settle down. Here we go. And welcome. And I got with me Daniel and Scott of the band Dragon's Head. And some of you might know Daniel because he's actually the producer on our network here. So it's a real honor to have both of you with us today. Welcome, Jesse, and how are you this evening? This is Daniel speaking. I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> and welcome, Jesse. We- this is Scott. It's a pleasure to be on air with you. Welcome, Scott. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that both of you could could join us today and represent the band with us because I know there are some other members, and we should probably mention those members here right off the, the start if either one of you want to do that and mention what they do as part of the band and what you do as part of the band. Sure. Well, I'm Daniel Michael, and I am the, I guess, primary songwriter, but everybody helps. And I'm the singer and lead, or guitar player. And then, of course, we have my brother Scott here, Scott Michael, on drums. Then we have Nina Garcia on the violin. During the tour, we had uh, Marlene Gnader on violin, um, but Nina is the one on the album. And then we also have Nikki Nicole Payton, and we had Lagrand McMullen play bass, but right now, or on the album and currently, right now it is still Stefan Ile on bass. That makes up the current lineup for Dragon's Head. And, of course, we're rehearsing a new guitar player, uh, Mr. Laramie Rausch. We'll see 
how that works out. So far, he's learning the songs and doing a pretty good job and seems to be excited about joining us. So we're going to see what the possibilities are there. So our lineup is evolving like bands always do. Sure. And, of course, uh, another uh, couple of vital pieces of the Dragon's Head universe are some of the guests that have helped us. Oh, yeah, good point. And, you know, besides if Tessar doing the mastering on the CD, Rave out of uh, Studio X in Ridgewood, New Jersey. Um, really, uh, you know, Jim and Ashley Cash, from they're in two bands, one called Woven Green, which does all this great like sound healing music, and, and then this other uh, rock band they do called One Leap, back to the gig and tonight at The Gathering Place in Montgomery County, Maryland. Um, yeah, there. Jim and Jim plays lead guitar. Some of the, in fact, the lead guitar you were just playing was actually played by Jim. Yeah, and, um, and Ashley was uh, was the uh, backup vocalist on, on Priestess and on Sawin. So we're just blessed to know so many great musicians that want to work with us and work with for, work with us for free at least at least for now. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, but we, we really have a, a nice community of music, and that's one thing we're trying to create through, throughout the region. And, and I'll mention, too, we actually, I kicked off my musical um, seasonal year with Jim and Ashley Cash as my guest. And so people that will want to explore more of their music can go back and catch that show in the archive. Yeah, they were oh, right. my spring equinox show. And so um, just they have that beautiful couple's energy that, that fits with the spring. And, I, you know, when I was looking for my guest for the summer solstice, I was like, Dragon's Head, that's it. They're full of fire. They're in it. You know, the energy in their music is just up there and it's soaring and it just represents everything that the summer solstice is about. You know, it's this, this fiery passion. It's, it's just full of this light. So um, very, very excited here with that. Yeah, so definitely acknowledging them and all the great work that they're doing right now and um, with that as well, and you are. You're very blessed to have all these different dynamics coming in and to get the CD out. I, I want to give you guys a chance to share a little bit about how you got into doing this, you know, how, why the music, why the albums, what, because I, I know a little bit just in the background that you have worked together musically before, um, and you've been kind of in and out a little bit, and now... Now you're just completing the first tour, so it's like a big leap right now for you guys. Yes, it, it very much is. And basically, of course, I've been a musician for um, quite a few years now, but when I actually got out of it for a while and then got back in. And when I got back in, I was, of course, just by myself, meaning that's all I was doing musically. And, and this album was going to start just to be a... a an acoustic album that my brother Scott, who's here, was going to help me do and play drums on and maybe even play some guitar or bass on or whatever the case may be. But it was just kind of going to be Dan Michael, the so the acoustic album. And But then other musicians started coming over. First, it was LeGrand McMullen, who kind of brought some of the, the Viking spirit to the band. He was a good friend of ours, and he was in people well, on the Facebook. Yeah, he actually had yeah, descent of Viking and, I think, a little bit in Cherokee. Fact, his horns <laughs> in the studio. We had to make him take his horns. Yeah, he was... Uh, yeah, he's about six foot with five or something like that. They're very tall and and long blonde hair to his waist, and he kind of brought a little of that spirit, I think. And 
I had these melodies that kind of had a medieval renaissance kind of feel to them. And before I was extremely eclectic, and still am as a musician, but instead of running away from it, I just decided to, meaning from sort of a um, somewhat of a category, even now I have a hard time saying it, but uh, yeah, right. but uh, I just decided to go with it. Like I'd go to open mic and somebody, somebody would say, yeah, genre. Somebody would say, oh, are we going to joke around? Like Nick, I think one time was like, oh, are we going to hear the medieval guitar stylings of Daniel Michael today? And instead of fighting it, I just like, you know what, I'm just going to take it sort of just keep going with that and keep going with that imagery. So, so he stopped taking baths and he bought yeah. a suit of armor. That's right. Because he wanted to go medieval. Completely, you know. But uh, so I just, the song just sort of became more like that, just very naturally, though, not being forced. And plus me and myself being uh, pagan anyway, I just wanted to use that imagery. I think it's beautiful imagery. The artist, Brian Foy, by the way, shout out there, made our logo, which people can see on the rotating show uh, pictures. It's a great logo, the logo on the album. And we just decided, hey, this is what it's going to be, and it's going to be Dragon's Head, the head of the Viking ships, and that is, so it goes from the solo album into this, almost like a spirit, a life of its own, even if I leave it, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, as they say, like, um, in, in the modern day, they say, like, you know, the meme or whatever, you create this little energy thing, and it just goes on its own, though at this point, it's still ours, I think. But I just mean that it almost felt like that. And I think this was the first band I was ever in that felt like that. Like it had its own spirit, its own thing. And that almost like I was, it happened naturally. I'm not playing up to it or living up to it, but it was created, built, and energy was sent into it, and then it just became its own its own life, So, uh, which I was very happy for. I was very happy to actually have that. Um, I, I can explain a little bit. Sure, too. Sure. Yeah, but you might have a question there. Did you have another follow-up? Uh, no, I. I mean, I've I've watched this energy open up, and I had a chance to meet McGrand, who, you know, brought some of that in when That's I right. was there visiting yeah. you last fall, and while I was on tour out that way, and um, definitely you can just see all of that energy <laughs> come through, and the you know again the the whole Viking energy, and I remember. Daniel saying, I'm going to finally do this. I'm going to finally put my album out. I'm going to finally, you know, I'm just watching it evolve and more and more people participating in it. It's been a, such a great journey to watch because yeah. it's been it's been one that a lot of people don't always know how to find that balance because I know, Daniel, you were having to work full-time places while you were doing some of this, but then... You know, it, it keeps unfolding. Yeah, along me too. The way. Yeah, both work. Yeah, I mean, I haven't worked the last couple months, but no sabbatical. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so, you know, you know, you give the you give the energy. You know, you get the energy you give, right? So, you know, that's the thing about the muse. The muse is a tease. The muse is 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 a seductress or seducer, depending on your preference. <laughs> um, and uh, and it and and it says there's something here but you're going to have to follow me for a while and you're going to have to put some effort in if you want anything of value back. I mean, and so that's what it means to say honor your gifts. And sometimes, you know, Dan and I have played together in bands for years and, you know, sometimes, you know, we're all in and sometimes one of us is half in and, you know, just because we're in different places of our lives, but we came together at the same place, the desire to do something with a little more completeness, you know, actually have some kind of, Goal that we actually could look back on instead of forward, everyone. 
And so we came up with the idea of the tour and and the CD. But all that was made possible because of the songs. So the songs, the reason the Viking imagery made sense is pretty funny when you think about it, right? So right. when we were starting as a band, Legrand, who, you know, we, we call him Mark. Yeah. Right, right. He's Legrand. Mark. He, um, Mark you know, is, is a big-time jokester, but he's a very serious uh, scholar. He's a writer. He's a filmmaker. And he really was in some ways a sort of a spiritual companion, if not guide, with us in starting this band because, you know, he was really saying, what is, where's our energy, you know? And, and so we used to tease around a lot about what should we call the band. Yeah, we joked a lot about the, the old names were, there was a lot of joke names that were out. And, yeah, and if you think about the shows that have been popular, like The Vikings and Game of Thrones, right. we were all thinking about this, and I, and somehow the name Dragon's Head came up, the sculpture on the Viking longship when they are raiding. So you know, that announces that, you know, we're coming, we mean business, Something we're coming. Very, very serious. Yeah. Yeah, dragons first, right? Yeah. You know, guns blazing, you know, um, in the language of the 8th and 9th century. So we started thinking about that. And when you look, when you read the songs and, and, and understand where I think Dan was trying to go sure. with a lot of these songs, some of them are about reclamation, like trying to find something that was lost, almost as if it had to be for some reason evicted from a homeland or forced to change uh, an important way of life, whether it was a way of praying or voting or, you know, not serving someone, you know. Uh, and and we started thinking of that. And then we started thinking of the it, the songs naturally matched. I mean, we came up with the name after the songs were recorded, for goodness sake, right? You know? Right. So it, it was very interesting. And, you know, uh, you know, when I was an English teacher, I, I taught English in college for a while, and one of the things that was the hardest thing to teach young writers is, you know, sometimes, yeah, you have a strong idea and the title comes to you, but usually it's a lot easier to give something a title if you've finished writing it. So then you can look and see where it is. Because sometimes in the middle of the creative process where you're really trying to dig down and, and come up with something that you think is worthy, you know, uh, you know, sometimes you're not exactly sure what it is yourself, you know, until you kind of finish it and step back from it and, and it was like, all these songs are about, we need to honor something which we were told, our ancestors were told we couldn't honor. We need to remember that we have an origin that often doesn't get acknowledged and, in fact, often gets discarded. And, you know, it's not like we feel like we're, you know, under attack or anything silly, but... Well... Um, you know, but it, you but, but it, it is a matter, matter of pride, you know, you know, and so... You know, so it, it, so it's an interesting thing, but I think it's universal in that every we all have journeys, and that's why the CD starts and ends with water, with us in a boat. We're adrift, something's happened, and we're you know we're realizing you know the new old ways that we've had to create anew the things that used to matter most, you know, and and then you go through the CD, and you know then you get to a point where. You know, okay, we've we've had to leave the old land, and the next song is "My Place Is Here." So I always imagine that, you know, uh, we've landed into a new place in Sawin, and we're now we're doing our old rituals. You know, we're we're doing now the we're seeing our home, even some yeah. some ancestry new place. Yeah, 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 like yeah, the, the old rituals from before Charlemagne and St. Patrick, anyway, and then you know, thrown out with the snakes. You know, almost directly, a, you know, mention of St. Patrick, and, and then at dawn we fight an Irish song about you know, fighting, you know, uh, that kind of um, 
tyranny. And and it, and then one got away that there's a chance to escape, and and then you know then some of those you know, encounter. So there's, there's there's a flow to the songs, and by the time you get to you know the end of the song, you know you have songs of journey like sailor song, obviously out at sea and the lake and song of hope like I will find you again. But then onward just reminds us that we're always in the middle of something that's important no matter what we think we've just accomplished or what we think we've got to start tomorrow. We're in the middle of something right now. So how do we just remember that? And that's why, you know, that song ends to me. This is just me, right? You know, <laughs> this is my interpretation of our album. And he wrote all the songs. Um, and then the, and then you know, the water at the end, um, you know, we're still on that journey. That's what that symbolizes. And, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do this without all these amazing people, you know, without, you know, the grand, McMullen helping us, and without Stefan Ely, who was our engineer, and then stepped in, since he knew the song so well, his engineer he got to step in and be our camera bass player, which was great. And Nina Garcia was great, and, and she met me. She was here Nina's first night. Jesse was. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was there the audition. Yeah, you are really the, cool. you are the one that brought the music together. We we actually need you to come back because we need a new bass player. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think uh, I uh, got a really good metal band he was working on before we asked him to fill in called Suffer No Guilt. In fact, he had a gig last night in Baltimore. Which is, that's his thing, and that's great, and we love working with him. I mean, he really was, Stefan really was an open door because he helped us with the equipment. We had the new equipment to record the album. We have a home studio, oh, okay. and we didn't know how to use it. And so he was a young college student that we found that he, he was number one in his class at the in sound at the Art Institute of uh, Washington. Art Institute of Washington. So it was such a great help, yeah. and I just remember looking at him, going, "Hey, this young guy's going to be the nicest kid in the world. You know? Going to make this thing happen." <laughs> after we we you know we're trying ourselves, but it's you know slow rolling and don't really know the technology that well, and we're not getting the best out of it. So, so man, you just sometimes need somebody that's skilled and. Just compress those buttons. Just like me, I'm an electrician. And you know when you have somebody in the trades that, you know, you can try to put something in yourself or you have a skilled person do it, and you know what the difference is. I mean, yeah, there's the learning curve. Get the book out. Try to learn it. Try to change the, you know, the alternator in your car yourself. But, you know, a mechanic's going to do it twice as fast, twice as well. It's going to be right. He does it every day, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but I know we've been uh, – go ahead, Jess. So there's lots of – you know, good points that are coming up here with things, um, where you yeah. guys are showing the, the flow of the music and why you place things a certain way, um, and, and all of this great intent. And I think, you know, one of the big things that you brought up was the muse in this um, aspect. Both, both of you mentioned the muse. And so many times I think people don't always listen to that muse or don't always um, allow themselves to get in and play with the muse and, and see where it's going to take them. And you bring up a good point. We need to know, because as, as projects grow, as our work grows, we need to know where we can delegate things out, who we can bring things in uh, to handle and open their opportunities up to, to try and to do something and to play with the muse in that. And, you know, it's very interesting because I'm in Michigan right now, and Michigan actually has a lot of Viking energy to it, which was another reason I was so excited to have you on for the summer solstice show because I'm sitting in Viking areas, you know, and right. and amongst that energy, which is really fun. And uh, and you talk about honoring the origin, and that's that's a huge piece for me as well because I think 
And these days and times, as a matter of fact, I was just having a conversation earlier today with somebody about how so many people, like, they don't even read a clock, for example, anymore. <laughs> you know, they need everything digitalized and see the time that way. And uh, somebody was asking where I am, and, and uh, uh, right at the moment, uh, I'm in Macomb, Michigan, uh, but just slightly north of here and a little bit east of here is uh, actually uh, various communities throughout Michigan that are Swedish and Viking based. Uh, mm-hmm. Matter of fact, up in the North Peninsula, which is why it really has to be this weekend, was Norway, Michigan, <laughs> as a matter of fact. So, um, yeah, there's actually a lot of Viking energy around Michigan, which I don't know if people knew that, but there is. Um, but it's fun. But I want to uh, say something, because you, you did mention about the lake and starting off with water. And at the end, we're, we will get on to the to onward, which is, uh, I think, a big thing, this full progression, because life is always about this progression that goes on. And we, we listened to the priestess, which was, uh, we did it break. But I want to give people a chance to hear um, at dawn we fight. So give us a little insight to what at dawn we fight is all about. Okay. And right before I do, I wanted to also clarify two quick points, and I, and I won't take long to explain them. One of them, when we talk about all this thing like Viking imagery and all this, it's also, this isn't like based on ethnicity. This is more about the spirit of things. If you see a picture of our band, you know, there's a couple of different ethnicities in there as it is. So I also wanted to sort of clarify that. Uh, I mean, some, we're pretty clearly from that vein, but... Uh, sure, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm uh, Irish, Celtic, French, and so is my brother, and uh, probably in uh, a not voluntary uh, Viking at some point. And, uh, yes, <laughs> in fact, that county uh, was... Well, we have those dreams, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, that county, I think, was actually known for that, like Mark, yeah. which was funny. We discovered LeGrand's family, our old bass player, uh, Came from it. We found that they came from a similar county uh, in Ireland as part of his descent. But Claire, is it? Claire, Claire. <clears throat> and so it's more about the spirit of things, and this is exactly what at dawn we fight is. It's very uh, much an affirmation song. It's basically saying we can do this. Uh, a lot of our songs are about the importance of being strong through adversity. Again, onward, and it, it is a little bit of a repeating theme for this, which I think is a good theme because so many albums are about being horribly depressed. Or, and we have that. We have sadness in songs of the new old ways and in some Dragon's Head songs, but it's an acknowledgement of sadness in some of the, I guess, sadder, softer songs. Uh, but while being there's, there's usually a little bit of hope or affirmation in here, and at the only fight is a little bit about, okay, yes, there's, there's something going on, whatever that is, and these are also metaphors. The part Scott mentioned is the, I guess, the um, somewhat realistic, somewhat fantastic part, but they're also metaphors for everyday life, you know, getting over the obstacles, getting over the... the uh, the uh, listening to the muse, all, all that stuff we talked about earlier. So anyway, yeah, it's only fight is important. As well as balance. As well as balance. Yeah, the yin and yang dragons on the front. So the importance of being strong and realizing that you're never really alone um, and that you can always find allies somewhere. So it's internal and external. Internal fight, external fight. And at dawn we fight. And you'll have to because that's just how life is. It doesn't end. You know, the, the, tri- the tricks are always have to make there. a choice. Yeah. 
you know, fight or flee. And some yeah. and sometimes, you know, at least in my understanding of the universe, sometimes the right answer is not to flee. Right. So you know, that's mm-hmm. all we fight and into the unknown. So and there it is. That's basically how I'll describe that. It's actually an affirmation, and that's how I view it, of strength. And and it seems to really fit in with one of the core things that Scott had mentioned, which is reclamation, and that really fits in with the times we're at, because as they, um, they say the lion will come at dawn. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, and so, you know, it just fits in with the whole global theme of, of reclaiming things and, and um you know, the effort put in to do that and to go into a world that's unknown, so to say. So we're going to go ahead and play this, and this is called At Dawn We Fight, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Message from within or from above. 
from the gathering piece. Some they take to the war. Some they come from the thundering drums and the highest hills of the It's close that I hear. It's a wheel of the year. All of your life is the journey. Away, away. Go on and drink tonight. We've lost another battle, but there's still a war to fight. And as I lay my head to rest, it's bow because I know it's always right it's into the unknown. Welcome back. You are listening to Activating Compassion Radio, and today we have um, with us Michael Daniel and Scott Daniel, who are members of the band Dragon's Head, and that song is by Dragon's Head. It's called At Dawn We Fight. Um, really interesting. If you were just tuning in to the show, you'll definitely want to go back and catch the first part of the show in the archives and listen to some more of their music as well as some of their thoughts that are going on. So, Welcome back, Scott and Daniel. Great to have you with us. And I, I just love the, the energy in that song. I mean, it's just your versatility in music is, is something else. And you're bringing in the style that's kind of getting the term of uh, Celtic rock fusion. So, you know, um, I, would, I would say share a little bit about, you know, what that style is to you and a little bit about maybe why you why you went with that style versus all the other musical styles and genres out there. Okay, I'll start with that. Basically, we were just writing naturally, or I was writing naturally, and, and people helping me. I mean, when I say I, I mean I was wrote the songs, but everybody, of course, helps when they add a, a part. So we have a part to play, but. Um, Again, I was going with these melodies that I like and the scales that I like and the sort of medieval-sounding melodies. And also it was a bit of fun because some of it was, when I was playing acoustically, you know, if you do these songs that kind of sound a little like drinking and fighting songs in a bar, they kind of go over well. <laughs> they just do. Yeah. And, and, and it just really does. And when you're playing, um, at, like I said, at first it started as a solo acoustic project. In fact, at dawn we fight kind of came from that a little bit. I was just trying to like get people's attention because you, you get that thing where <laughs> the guy's up there and, you know, singing. Nothing wrong with that, but, you know, singing about whatever he's complaining about his girlfriend or something. And I just wanted to be like, dun, 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 and just kind of do something different and throw it around a little bit and uh, add some riffs. Sleepy. Yeah, and, and it, it is awake. Even our mellow songs are a little bit awake, you'll find. Or, or there's some part in them that are. Now, we do have 
a few songs that are really soft yeah, and pretty, but and have spaces and I like spaces and gaps too. That. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, thanks for noticing that we have range because we try to yeah. have range. It's nice to know somebody thinks we do. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it was about. It, it it came pretty naturally, and as I just was like, I wanted to go with those scales. I also wanted to go with the imagery. That had something to do with it too, you know, with my own spirituality is just laced throughout this whole yeah. album. Of course, what's not here? One song we didn't upload and send to you was uh, Sawin, which is uh, you know a pagan holiday, a, a Celtic holiday of recognizing those who have passed. We'll be releasing that September first as a special single. Yeah. So, uh, or or maybe October 30th. <laughs> no, oh, okay. Oh, September. I thought you said November. Okay. Um, sorry. But, um, yeah, so we'll focus on that song a lot at that point. So a lot of it did have to do with my own spirituality. I mean, just like the song Priestess, I, I didn't mention that one too much. Uh, Jim and Ashley Cash joined us on that one. We did say that. And that was actually a song about losing faith and then watching nature Again, in our message before, recognizing whatever the issue is, recognizing the muse, and just knowing that things can be overcome or or just will move on in a new changed form. Of course, the butterfly was a line I used in that, which is everybody knows that's the classic form changing. Butterflies are definitely transformation. Yeah, say butterflies disappear, and knowing the rain is near to seek protection, it's something they do. It's almost like a way to. And rain, uh, the water never stops flowing uh, into the sea with no direction. We have a storm outside. <laughs> and what I meant by with no direction, meaning nature isn't told what to do, it just does. Uh, and so, again, it was going with a lot of the spiritual well, that's stuff. That's a theological flame. Right. And so, basically, when you're saying why that sound, Celtic rock fusion, all of this. I've never been that comfortable with genre uh, labels, but it works fine, and that's what we're doing. And I think it evolved very naturally, and just according to my own evolution and the things I like and the things that are a part of my personality and parts of the personalities of, of those involved in the band. And so that's what we do, and they all like it. And you know, and adding a little violin it makes it sound a little more Celticy at times too. So. Uh, it's to, to us, it was natural and fun and spiritual cool. uh, to have that genre, well, and we enjoy and, it. And I, Wait, some other ones. I, I love that that you bring this in because to me, what I've listened to, you know, wow. particularly the last song at John, um, we fight. Uh, you know, I think of it and I think. Yeah, it, it reminds me of some of the bars I used to go to <laughs> earlier in those uh-huh. days where, you know, I love the Irish uh, music that was there, you know, where they did these Irish ditties and these drinking songs, and, and it was amazing and it was fun. But it also reminds me of just when I would go to gatherings, um, you know, with groups and things like that and that were Wiccan or, or uh, metaphysically based, and that was the type of music that I'd like to hear. But then I hear a song like a Hat Don We Fight, and I think this is also a song that I could imagine hearing, um, you know, on some great stages. Like I, I think about the the Red Rock um, 
open venues, like in Colorado. There's one around hey, the Denver area. Hey, if you can book us at Red Rocks, hey. we'll give you 85% of the take. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're just saying. Okay, I'm going to work on that one. Yeah, they've had, you know, of course, all the big artists there at Red Rock uh, in Denver, but there's also one in southern Utah in St. George. And I just, you know, I think about it and to hear that. Oh my gosh, that's right state. near where they used to do nuclear testing. I know a lot about that. <laughs> Southern Utah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot about that place. Um, there's a great book about uh, that um, called The Day We Bombed Utah about the old U.S. nuclear test site that was just setting them off on 100-foot metal towers. Didn't really tell the neighbors what they were doing. Anyway, it's a great book, uh, The Day We Bombed Utah. You just made me think of that by saying St. George. I guess you lived there for a while? Yeah, I did. I was a little north of St. George, about an hour north of St. George in Cedar City, but um, I was in and out of that region. I worked in Zion National Park for a while and oh. um, for two two summer seasons uh, with an adventure company. And um, But, yeah, they, they did a lot of stuff around there. There's <laughs> Talk about yeah, some yeah. portal openings. There's a, there's a big portal opening around there. Um, and, yeah, well, they you, were, you were talking about they, the music. I mean, you know, what's, what – you know, being a drummer, you know, I mean, you know, I don't normally write the songs. I have a lot to do with the production. You know, I'm the one who sort of assembled the studio and decided how it would be run and was saying, you know, this is our final product in the end just because I, I knew more about the technical side of it um, to make those decisions in the end. But But the interesting thing about that is, you know, we've really created a community of musicians who record here that – it's just a gift to have so many people just want to come and, and play, you know, and that's, you know, that's what gets me all excited is just playing music, you know. I'm mildly extroverted, in case you didn't notice when you met me. Um, and uh, and so I, I, I like when, you know, my friends just stop over and say, let's jam for six hours. I'm like, yeah, that's what I live for, you know. Cancel that meeting. Who cares, you know. But, uh Anyway, so that's what that's what's been great about this project is is meeting so many people and really expanding the network. There's a lot of people who are trying to forge a real music scene in the D.C. suburbs, and I think in the next couple of years, you know, if we can, you know, part of our project is since this is our home, you know, the better our scene is, the better we can be as you know touring musicians and have more gigs close to home, which is always a nice thing, but. So it's it's an interesting thing being part of the whole you know spiritual and musical and intellectual community and some of the work that we do over at George Mason and and that Dan does with Main Street Universe. It's just interesting you know uh, that we're kind of connected with all this right now and and that's what you have to be you know you're not going to do it from your from your you know basement you know in front of the computer screen you know I mean that that you need to be there for a little bit here and there but but you need to make those connections with the real people and places and institutions that can make things happen and that's what we're trying to do it's you know it's not the easiest thing in the world or else we would be playing where you're working full time <laughs> full time at their jobs yeah. uh, and everything like that yeah it's a but it's it's happening slowly and even Jenny so I have said on the Main Street Universe that we love this town. It's just it needs to party a little more, and then, you know that's what Scott's talking about. We need a network and <laughs> need a more, more, yeah, needs more New Orleans spirit here. That's it. Let's bring a New Orleans festival. There you go. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras in July. And in our chat room, of course, we we've got Marcy in the chat room today, and she uh, was mentioning the festival that's going on um, 
this week, I believe it is, and she's like, you've got to come out to the fest next year. We need new musicians. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, Convo. I didn't know if Convo did festivals. So I'm going to actually look um, on our show page with the volume off because I, I wasn't looking at the chat room. And if some people know that even when I do MSU, I don't always um, – I'm not always by the computer, but I, <laughs> but I have one nearby. So I'm going to go ahead and – yeah. Let me say goodbye. Yeah. Okay, Scott, take it off. Go ahead, Scott. And, and well, this is Scott here, and, you know, it, it's a great gift to, to talk with you, Jesse. You may hear in the background we have a thunderstorm. Um, I'm probably gonna, I'm just going to go make sure all the windows are closed upstairs, <laughs> but it's great to talk to you. And, uh, you know, I really love the work that you do. You know, I know that you put out a balanced message that, you know, in many ways the world has been, you know, progressing towards – you know, greater kindness and greater loving capacity, you know, everything from the fact that, you know, crime rates are down and everything else, but there's still always a need to activate more compassion. So I'm really glad that's the focus of, you know, the work that you do. And um, I look forward to um, being on the show with you again. Yeah, definitely. And and you're, you said you're headed upstairs now, and I just, you know, want to thank you for bringing up that piece. Um, about passion, and thank you for being with us during this part of the show, because I know your time is limited. You've got your hands full with everything that you're doing, and and passion is huge. I mean, you mentioned, Scott, about the aspect of people could show up and you're ready to play for six hours, and when we look at taking the journey and playing with the muse and these sorts of things and stepping into what we're excited about and what we're doing and bringing that forth, you know, you have to have that level of passion that is just like you're, you know, yes, on one hand you have to have the business aspect to things if you're really going to put it out there. Um, but on another hand, you have to love what you're doing so much you're you're not even concerned whether you're being paid for it. It's what you would just do if you had the chance to do it out of anything else. And so well, I think that that's a really... Well, teach people I know in part you know, is something that, you know, many of us have to teach folks that are leaders of folks is that, you know, some, you have to learn how to say no. There's, there's time in your life to do what you love to do for most people. You know, I mean, unless you're taking care of, a, you know, a bunch of kids and a sick, and, you know, I mean, you know, for most of us, unless you're one of those folks who has to work three jobs or something, right. But for most of us, at least here in Fairfax County, Virginia, that, you know, I mean, you know, there is time you just got to figure out what you're doing that's you don't need to be doing, you know, and be willing to give that up. And if you're not willing to give that up, then maybe the thing you say you want to do, you don't want to do so bad. And that might be okay too, but you got to be honest about that, you know. You know, I, I remember I was in college, you know, and got this 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 really nice young guy came up to me, you know, and he's probably like 20. He's like, I'm a novelist, you know. I'm like, well, what have you written? He's like, well, I haven't written anything yet. I'm like, well, how can you be a novelist until you write a novel? <laughs> you know, so that's yeah. all I mean, right? You know, it's it's one thing, but he didn't say I have a goal to be a novelist, right? You know, so it's it's interesting. Well, and, you know, be aware of what then, your dream is and what your real passion is. Sometimes we miss what our real passion is. And and that's where you know it brings in a piece that I've been face to face with a lot lately on this year's tour, and that has to do with determination. It goes hand in hand with passion because there's probably going to be some challenges. Just because you step into your passion doesn't mean it's always an easy road out there. I mean, it takes a lot of work to put together yeah. a tour venue, which you guys just did, and mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work to 
to do these things. And there's times when the times get tough and you're like, okay, and how how am I eating this week, <laughs> you know, or things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you have to have that determination to say, you know what, I'm going to put this out there no matter what. If I have to work and then come home and do this or whatever, you know, that determination level, that's one tie that I see between people who are successful is that they have the determination and they stuck with it to get it out there no matter what. Right. And this is Daniel. I'm back. I'm back here. And, uh, that was my brother Scott, who has just uh, left the building. Who is going to be here for about twenty-five minutes? But you know how that goes, if you know him. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's very extroverted and has a lot to say. You know, <laughs> but uh, uh, but we're good. <laughs> so anyway, anyways, <laughs> we are. Um, <clears throat> go ahead. We, we, attached to the page for those listening, we do have a Facebook link for Dragon's Head, and right there, there's something where if you wish to buy the CD, it is there. We also have some samples at Reverb Nation, and some samples we're playing tonight, which I guess will lead us to maybe our next song, which would be uh, One Got Away, if we want to discuss that for a so, minute. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, so a lot of the songs on the album are very affirmative, whatever they sound like. They, and they have both a fantasy element, a real element, and a, and, a, and a personal, you know, as within, so without element. So this one is a little more, can be both. It can be external or internal. It's about surviving a bad situation or thinking for yourself, thinking for oneself. And that's exactly. I was just. I remember I was in a car and I just kept saying, "One got away. One got away," <laughs> and 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 to kind of a funny rhythm that I liked, and saying, "Now was thinking freely. One got away. One got away." I think we've lost you completely. And it's about again. It could be internal or external. It could be about thinking beyond propaganda, which is actually I wrote it during the heart of the recession when I was living in Pensacola, Florida. And which is almost, you know, the economy there wasn't that good anyway. And then they closed down thousands of military jobs, which which was part of the the economy there. And it was just, man, it was just a. I, I had a car repossessed, and and I was evicted for the. All things happened to me for the first time, and I was close to X Y Z years old at, at the time. So I just the opening line being. Um, <clears throat> Green is a pretty color when it's backed by gold, beseech and beg upon its altar. A lot of it's about money, but it's also metaphors about other things as well. Uh, uh, trust is a funny thing when there's none to behold, right? So it's about the lack of trust, the economy that doesn't work, interest, trust, all of those things. It's not anti-money. It's just commenting on what was there. That's all it is. I, I'm not being necessarily anti-anything. It was just, It just wasn't there. So you can trust it all you want. <laughs> but I had no criminal record. I could pass a drug test. I had a car that functioned. And I couldn't find a fucking job for a year and a half. I mean, I was getting desperate. And I was borderline homeless. And so I 
am I saying is an anti-capitalist? No, I'm a micro-capitalist. I'm a musician. You know, we're probably the most capitalist people there are. <laughs> we're self-promoters. We're, you know, everything, all of those things, research and development. But the point was it was about the nature of what, what people have bought into about money or just about uh, politics in general, or it could also be about um, personal things, a bad situation that you've escaped from. One got away, one got away, you know, and, and this, okay, well, I'm away and I'm thinking I'm free I'm for myself and I'm not being tyrannized anymore by whatever that situation was, whether it be a bad partner, whether it be addiction. And that's how I write a lot. A lot of times I think of dual things. I think of multiple things when I'm writing something. So that's how I uh, describe um, the meaning of that song. And it's going to be fun for me to listen to this one because uh, every year it seems like my tour has some sort of theme to it. Not not planned. <laughs> it just happens that way. And like right, last right. fall when I toured, I kept ending up in places where all of my ex-relationship people had been from or were connected to or things like that. So I was obviously clearing stuff related to that. And then this year, I finally made the connection a few weeks ago in my tour. I keep ending up in places that I almost moved to. And it's interesting because it's kind of letting me know, you know what, I don't regret, even though, you know, I might have had a more stable income or something else like that. Um, along the way, by taking these different uh, choices, I'm realizing that I haven't missed anything. And and as I travel to these places, I'm like, you know what? I didn't I didn't lose out <laughs> by not moving there. Um, but you also bring up this point of part of the journey, and and it doesn't mean that we all have to hit those level of hardships, but. I think that's where we're, our determination sometimes is really tested is when we're losing everything. And do we have that right. place to keep going? Do we have that determination to keep moving forward when everything feels like it's being taken away um, from us? And as you say, you know, you, you had all the pieces there and you had everything clear and it still wasn't coming through. And I think a lot of us can relate to that have been through that or going through that, um, because I hear more and more people going through that um, in their lives right now. So let's play One Got Away and mm-hmm. listen in. We'll be back in just a few minutes. All right. When it's backed by gold The speech and date upon it All that is a funny thing When there's none to behold The serpent's being without fault One got away, one got away Now it's thinking freely One got away, one got away I think we've lost you completely On the ground, the mass is broken for the reaching back. There's the brave ones who 
cannot make a sound. The messengers did not love teaching. The one got away, one got away. Now is thinking freely. One got away, one got away. I think we loved you completely. For those of you that are just tuning in, we are doing an interview with the band Dragon's Head, and uh, we have Daniel Michael with us from the band right now. We had Scott Michael with us earlier as well um, as part of the show. If you missed any part of it, then you can go back and listen to it in the archives. And we are featuring, for those that have been following me throughout the year, one of the things I'm doing this year starting that started with the Spring Equinox is every turning and cycle of the year, I'm bringing in musical artists whose music is appropriate or fits to that time of the year uh, or exemplifies, let's say, the turning point of that year because I feel that music is such a powerful catalyst to tune us into the seasons and the cycles, which are so incredibly important. So, Daniel, welcome back. And, um, wow, you know, totally different than anything else we've been listening to so far in the music (laughs) and the style. And uh, definitely a little more, if I would say, like a rock beat in that last song, One Got Away. 
Yeah, that one was a little heavier, and that was definitely made that way. I mean, it was an acoustic song like all the others, but a little faster, a little heavier. And then, of course, when our original bass player, Legrand McMullen, who was in the old pictures, who we were so good friends with and everything, um, uh, he brought that energy a little bit. He was sort of a punk rock uh, musician, and he's into kind of metal and punk rock. And he just um, sort of... There's something about when you get into a room with people and sometimes just turning up the distorted guitar and letting her rip. I have no other way to explain it. It just works, you know. And, and for that song, it worked. It actually sounds a little more tame in the recording than how we used to rehearse it, but and that's okay. I'm actually at peace with that very much. Things evolve as they evolve. Uh, you know, the other instruments aren't necessarily there, but it, it was meant to be, to me, it was meant to be exactly what it was. And then, of course... The the we didn't have a guitar solo for it, and of course Nikki Nicole, who's got some opera training and everything else, she does like multiple voice layering, and so we said, okay, instead of a guitar solo, we'll just do a couple voices. She just seemed to she just did it impromptu. That's how a lot of the album happened because we were trying to hurry up and finish before the tour. You had to realize there was a deadline. We're like, we got a week. Some of these folks only knew the songs a couple of weeks. A couple of the new members did, and so we were just. Okay, we need a product. <laughs> we want to do. Do we wing a guitar solo, or she's like, "Oh, just go." Ah, great, do it. <laughs> it. Sometimes that's just how it happens. Literally, she did. She did it. I didn't even know she did it. Actually, I came back and heard it later, and I was like, "No need for a guitar solo." Seems like she's got it. Got, got it covered. <laughs> and she does. I love working with Nikki. It's so nice to work with the the harmony singer. I've been looking for her for so long, and and. And she's a trooper, and she went on tour, you know, before knowing us, you know, too terribly long. And we all got along uh, well, and she's a friend, and I really am glad to have her around. That was one element. I, I really wanted uh, me having a deeper voice. I really wanted that higher voice there to on stage uh, with me. And it's funny because we have dramatically opposite voices. Uh, I'm a deep you know, baritone, tenor, sometimes whatever, maybe a little above that. I can sing a little higher than I talk, but of course, as you can hear in some of the songs, but, and she's the opposite. She's a natural soprano with a little bit of like opera, classical training. I'm a street musician. She's a classical musician. And uh, and I think it sounds interesting together because she has a very classical sounding voice and mine sounds very uh, gravelly, rock and roll, whatever, and deeper and all of that. <clears throat> so I was very... I was actually very happy with all around with that song. I, I really enjoyed how it turned out, and some of it was a surprise. I said the the vocal solo was a surprise. I was like, "Am I do it? Do I got to wing a guitar solo? We're running out of time." I heard the vocal solo. I was like, "No, that's great. That'll work." <laughs> Not laziness. Well, we were just on a time. We were just on a schedule. <laughs> and you know, and and it's, it's fun. Sometimes that's where some of the best things come together is in that last minute, like, okay, here's what we got. <laughs> we got to get it right. done. Here's what we got. And we know, were the definitely there for, for the end of this. <laughs> thing with that song, too, that I pick up is there's, it, it's like that sort of, I don't know, the energy is a little bit like hitting this climax. And it's like all the built up, pent up energy is there, and then it's, it's all being released. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's like that proverbial going to the mountaintop and just screaming at the top of your lungs, <laughs> in a sense, and letting it all out. And 
you and, know, just... And then the, the middle part where it slows down seems to be like almost like that sort of that release, right? Where, she, where it slows uh-huh. down, it goes half speed in the middle. It goes like, boom, you know, and then, dun, 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 dun. and it just sort of suddenly is a little bit peaceful in the middle. Like, okay, it's it's a reflection time in the middle. Yeah. And then back to, da 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 And I always like those things because I like spaces and gaps, and I've always enjoyed that. A lot of music I like is dramatic, um, even theatrical a little bit, even though I'm not really a theater person, quote-unquote. But one of my favorite albums is Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf. And it's just Mm -hmm. gaps and valleys and mountains and tunnels, and it's just it goes all over the place. And I I always like things that, that show me a little variety and, as I said before, you know, tunnels and valleys and different places that they like to go. Yeah, and, and and it's the pauses, to me, it's the pauses that oftentimes bring up the emotion and the feeling and that really make the music what it is. I mean, you can hear a note all day long, but it's the pauses that have the big effects or the big impact in things. And, you know, it's that that blend and that song between, okay, here's the climax and the peak of the energy, and I got it all out, and now I'm taking that deep breath, and yet there's still a bunch to do, so now I'm going to go back in with this full force again. But the full right. force is not like from the high stressful tension anymore. It's like, okay, I refound my passion and my motivation and my energy base, and I can get through this. And so, um, yeah. That's very observant for like the first time or so you hearing this song. (laughs) (laughs) You're a very astute observer. (laughs) (laughs) At least I think it might be the first time you've seen me post it on Facebook before. (laughs) I I don't think I've sent you a CD yet. (laughs) No, no. I I think it definitely was the first time I hear it. But I always have those things that trigger for me emotionally when I hear something or, you know, it'll make me think of something and people always go, how did you pull that out of the song? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like when I used to shop for crystals, I'd go, how could you tell that was, you know, gem quality top of the notch crystal with your bare eyes? <laughs> and it's one of those oh, yeah. things Bring that your I hands. Tingly. do. Yeah, I just, I, I spot the patterns. I, I'm a pattern expert. That's what I am. <laughs> and I spot the patterns of it as, as what it is. But Jesse, I wanted to... Uh... To let you know that um, in the chat room, I noticed that our new guitar player, Laramie, just called in. So we have another Dragon's Head member calling in, and he's sort of brand new to us, but I've known him for about six or seven years. So if you see that other caller there, it would be... I'm going to his mic so he can jump in on the conversation. Welcome, Laramie. Hi, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we can hear you. Oh, great. I hope I'm not getting any feedback off it. I don't have headphones, so I'm just going to hang in front of the, the, the monitor. As long Good as to hear from you, Larry. We can, yeah. Oh, great. Good to hear from you, too. Uh, this was kind of a surprise. I just have to launch Facebook a little bit ago. Well, I'm always launching Facebook. <laughs> but uh, I saw that the, the interview was going to place, and I thought, well, I should listen to my new friend. <laughs> it's breaking up a tiny bit, Larry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're breaking up a little uh, bit. My. Be having this to me. <laughs> 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 
So, so explain, explain, uh, Daniel, for us where he fits into the band. And sure, Laramie and I knew each other from online forums, from pay, different, you know, as, as for those out there that don't know uh, my spirituality, I guess. Uh, um, I'm sort of a, I call myself a pagan mystic, is sort of the word I use for myself now or a phrase. And I met Laramie on some online uh, pagan forums, and we became friends through messages and stuff like that. And this was about, I guess, gosh, like six, seven years ago. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. Something like that. And then, and only, you know, two weeks ago or so, did he come up <laughs> uh, to rehearse guitar i knew he was a guitar player and i'd heard i'd seen his videos i knew he was he was good and i know he's a guitar teacher and he teaches at college and everything so uh i was like sure let's get let's give it a try and he seemed to like the material a lot and we have similar you know belief systems and we, we see things a lot i think there's a lot of synergy uh including ones that i didn't even mention to him before of some things he had, had brought up but oh that, that it'd be off air but some interesting things that i'm like what you know when you see like certain synergy you just run with it and you don't fight it you know what i mean and i was just like yeah i'm just going to let this flow R- regardless of whether you know he lives kind of you know quite a few hours away but i'm like you know what i'm just going to let this synergy happen because it, it just feels right and the talent level of course is there He's really an amazing guitar player. You know, he can play classical music. He's all sorts of things, and he's a teacher. And just that sort of energy, just it felt completely right uh, to me. Uh, and when he came over, we bonded well too. And that was another great thing: is that it was a very, it's a very easy uh, going relationship. Which, hey, if you end up touring with somebody, you're going to need that because <laughs> even with people that you think you can get along with on tour trust me it can go south really fast <laughs> Absolutely. And, it can. and and the synergy piece is so big because when you fall into that synergy and allow it to happen that's really about allowing something to happen that's really about opening up to what is presenting itself and lending itself to you in the moment now i, I yeah. want to kind of move on towards this sure. other song um the next yeah, yeah. song that we have coming up, which is I Will Find You Again. So share with us, what is that all about, Daniel, that song? Okay. This is one of our more mellow songs. But like many things, I like tunnels and valleys and all that, as I mentioned. There is a slightly faster part in the middle where there's a violin solo, a fiddle solo. Uh, Nina doesn't like it to be called a fiddle for whatever her little reasons are, and that's fine. (laughs) But uh, it's kind of like a little, you know, Irish fiddle slash violin solo in the middle, which I like because it was the first time I worked with a violin player. As far as in a band I was in, maybe at church or something I had or whatever, but as far as like in my project. And once you get used to it, you kind of don't want to let that go. You really enjoy it. The violin's a very emotional instrument. And I was like, wow, as soon as I heard her do that, I was like, gosh, I. I Maybe we should just have one of these full time because <laughs> we didn't before. It was just me, Scott, and Mark at, at that time. So uh, I will find you again. Uh, it's a, it's one of our slower, more ballady songs, and it's quite literally, as it says, it could be about like a lost love. It's also about many um, different lives or, or or the potential of reincarnation. So the first line is, "Time is not your enemy." 
it's a vessel gently guiding me. Now, even if you don't believe in reincarnation, you can still get that same message from it, meaning if you just accept age. When I first came up with the song, it had to do with age, meaning that I was hanging out with a bunch of old people playing a show at an old folks' home, not lying. And I remember people, like, laughing, and I'm like, you know what? But the, you know what? These folks were young, too, right? These, they used to be young, and they used to be cool. So when I see, when some people see the crinkly old guy or gal, you know, complaining, you know, at the restaurant or whatever or on the corner, I see more than just that. I see, like, um, especially if you sit down and talk to them is what I mean. Yeah, I, it's like I'm watching them tell a story, and I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I see you. I see you when you were younger, and I see your life and your story that you're saying. So time is not your enemy. It's a vessel gently guiding me, the opening line. It had a lot to do with that, thinking of age, dealing with age, the reality of age, and how to accept it with dignity, whether you believe in reincarnation or not. I'm pagan. I believe in reincarnation. I just do. It's my own personal belief. Other people don't. But even without that, it still applies, accepting it with dignity. Uh, if you're a parent, watching your kids grow and then accepting your age. You might fight it a little bit. That's okay. But you, you still know you're getting older and that your earthly life is about <laughs> to end. And, uh, and, and, and watching whatever – and still knowing that you're still here and that you're still valuable. Like you're not done just because you're old, right? And so um, you still have something to offer. And there was a lot of that going through my mind when I wrote this song, is dealing with age, dealing with time, and just saying, I will find you again. Uh, a, a friend of mine, years ago, this girl had a great line in a poem, and, and, and then I'll, I'll end it on this. And she said, I just thought of this, by the way. I can't even believe I remembered her name. Her name is Shannon. I better give credit because I'm quoting a line from her poem. And she said, uh, Shannon Purcell, she said, uh, I have weathered in the desert. I have been tossed upon the raging sea. I have come so far to find you. And then I'm adding one extra line to it and saying, and I will find you again. I don't know why, but that line came to mind. You know how it works when you're mm -hmm. writing something. And it was this notion that it can always happen, whether it's in the world of dreams, or in a thought, or in a whim, or in a song, or if you believe in reincarnation, maybe in another life. So it can apply and to either way. So I, it's, I, I, can I, will I can definitely see it applying in multiple layers, whether we talk about somebody else or something, or ourselves, finding ourselves again. Um, exactly, or finding God or whatever you call deity again was another aspect of it. And that's how I usually write. I, it's usually multifaceted like that. I'm not saying it like, oh, because I'm so complicated. <laughs> I just think it's because it's just natural, because that's just how life is and that's how nature is. It's about many things. And that's just how I view it. I, it's uh, Sometimes there's a very one-message-specific thing, and sometimes it's just uh, when it's about these sort of ideas and concepts and emotions, well, it could still be very focused. It could be about a lost love, I'll find you again. It could be about reincarnation, I'll find you again. You know, it could be about I'll see you in a dream. It could be you know, many things. So I'm not used to talking about myself this much, so forgive me if I'm <laughs> rambling. <laughs> it's 
totally uh, fine. Um, yeah, and, and meeting my dropped off on us there. He, I think he's going to try to. He might try to reconnect. We'll see. Um, but we're going to go ahead okay. and play this song. I will find you again. And uh, for those that are tuning in, we've been interviewing Dragon's Head, and right at the moment we have Daniel Michael with us. We had Scott on earlier, uh, another one of the um, people that is involved with Dragon's Head, Laramie, uh, is hanging out in our chat room and is on the line for a little bit. So uh, here we go with I Will Find You Again, and we'll be back in just a few minutes.
welcome back. This is Activating Compassion Radio, and we've got Dragon's Head on with us, and that was a song by them called I Will Find You Again. And um, just, I just found that a really powerful song. Listening to it, it it really brought in a a piece that Scott had mentioned earlier about honoring a religion, and it really hit me as I was listening to that. I was like, yeah, that really fits in (laughs) with that piece of thing. Um, because you are, you know, whether you're journeying forward or whether you're reflecting backward or, you know, thinking about, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to rediscover again. Um, that rediscovery process is, is about finding the origin. It's, it's about uh, honoring that origin point um, in there. So very nice, very nice song. Daniel, I, you know, you've, you've alluded to, some of the experiences of being on tour, and and I want to give you a chance to share about that a little bit um, because this was the first tour, and the first tour is always really really exciting. I remember the first time I toured around the U.S. and it was one of the biggest brushes I think I ever had in my life <laughs> was doing that. Um, share with us some of the highlights of that for you, and some of the places that you went and where you were and. Um, I would say that if I just, like, had to throw something against the wall and see if it stuck and say, what's the one thing I remember about the tour the most as far as a, uh, just a positive experience on travel was that I instantaneously wanted to move to New Orleans. <laughs> I just <laughs> fell, like, in love with that town. Uh, yeah, the band had all its other issues. We had personal problems. We had, you know, whatever, things that happen when you have more than two people in a room you're going to argue a little bit. But the one thing I remember the most was that I remember thinking we spent five days in New Orleans, and I was like, I could definitely see myself living here. <laughs> I loved the energy. I loved the amount of just people and energy and music. Nashville, too. Nashville was so music-friendly. We were in a kind of a hotel plaza, not like high-end pish posh at all, but, you know, a pretty good place, nice place, nice place. And, um, yeah, and um, there were five music theaters in that plaza. Yeah. And I was just thinking, well, Nashville's another one of those places, just that great respect for live music. And Nashville was very friendly. I remember that about Nashville. It was, it was super friendly. Um I enjoyed uh, the energy there very much. I mean, it was very heavy on the country music thing, but that was fine. They were very friendly to us, and we were even joking with them because we're like, "Yeah, but we're the only band here with a fiddle player," and you know, <laughs> we did this multiple <laughs> open mic, and uh, but we aren't exactly country, you know. And, but they were they were saying the same thing. They're like, "Yeah, we don't have a fiddle player either," and um, so it was it was it was kind of fun in the, in that aspect, and and it was very you know all joking and friendly and. Uh, just very nice people in uh, my experiences in Nashville and New Orleans. Uh, there were a few people, though Houston didn't make any sense to me. It was just like a big spread out city. Uh, we would just Maybe if I spent more time there, I'm, I'm not poo-pooing Houston. Everybody from Houston, if you're listening, I love you. But we just weren't there that long, and it was so big, you know, and spread out. And uh, we were at a wacky art place, the super happy fun land. And... Uh, they were great sort of hippie, avant-garde, you know, art warehouse, basically. I don't know how else to put it. It was just a stage with a 
<laughs> and, 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 um, stuff everywhere, and it, it was fun. And the people were great. They were very friendly there. But my biggest memories from the tour were, A, just the fact of that this is possible, right? Once you go do something, it makes you feel like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, why can't we now just do this all the time? You know, now we're on the road. I love being on the road. I'm not sure if everybody loves that. I'm not sure if everybody is a road dog. I, I totally enjoyed it. I enjoyed the entire spirit and atmosphere of it. Uh, some people might go on the road and go, gosh, this isn't for me. That wasn't my experience. My experience was I woke up in the morning. I remember we were at one place, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, I think they have a little gym down there. I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get ready. Uh, you know, and it, I just, I enjoyed the whole thing. I just enjoyed the whole, we got a schedule. We're going, let's go. And, as well as a little bit of partying, of course, and having fun and relaxing when we get back to the room. I liked it all, and it's not for everybody. Uh, I could live a traveling life, and I think that's what it taught me. I mean, that's one thing, uh, and that I might want to move to New Orleans one day eventually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love it, too. I, I You know, I've been on the road full time since last September, and I I love it. I mean, the thought of having to stop for a while someplace <laughs> or settle down for a couple of months is just like I cringe. I cringe at the thought of it. I I don't want to do that. I just want to keep moving and keep traveling. And I I love exploring all the different cultures and styles and places and people and uh, and all of those pieces. So it's truly fantastic. Um, so I want to ask you, you know, as we're moving forward here and you know, you've been through this one tour now. So what's next for Dragon's Head? Is there another CD that's in the works? Is there more touring in the works? What's, what's next? So, you know, I mean... Scott is back, by the way. This is Scott, by the way. I've returned Scott, from the thunderstorm. <laughs> Fairfax we County has survived. Again. <laughs> again. Um, no. So we... um. The tour was a great adventure. I mean, everywhere we played, they asked to have us back. So, I mean, that's why you play. You know, you know, going on the road is work, and it is a human endeavor, so there will be human interactions. Um, but, you know, it's all – there's a goal, and there's, there's a, a, you know, a, a schedule for a reason and all that stuff. And once people – you know, when you work with people who understand it, we, every, obviously we did good work because every place we went, we, we went, you know, we got asked to come back. And – you know, uh, Marlene did a great job filling in on late notice, and you know Stefan as well, and uh, you know, you know Nikki and and Dan were were awesome to work with on the road. You know, I mean, it was just nice to, you know, when it's that is your focus, then you realize that really could be your focus, and then what does that mean, right? You know, or how can I make this happen at least half time? So that's part of our our creativity right now is how do we expand our ability to tour as well as record. So the next step we're doing this summer, we already have a few songs already started for the next CD. So, you know, I really feel we're in a place of creativity. So I want to keep recording some tracks and we have some old tracks to work up anyway. It's not old tracks, but songs that, you know, we weren't able to complete for the first CD. Um, and so I'm uh, hoping to, 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 to keep tracking and, and, and doing the studio thing. We, we, I think we got a pretty good sound with 
you know, Cafe Fairfax, our studio here, and being mastered by Rave up at Studio and X in Jersey. And what are, by the way. He's the keyboard player for Renaissance. He mastered our CD. The guy who did the uh, stereo mastering for the CD duplication and release, Songs of the New Old Ways, was Rave Tessar, and he has been the keyboard player with Renaissance, the progressive rock band, since like the 1987 or 88 or yeah. something like that. And he's blind. And he's a, he's a, he's, he's a man who has uh, really accomplished a lot in his life and is an amazing uh, producer and mastering engineer, as well as a great jazz piano player. He's one of my favorite people in the world, and we try to bring him down here for a couple of shows. He likes he loves to do these jazz shows. They're like clinics. You like get a lesson in jazz just by going to one of his <laughs> concerts. You know? It's pretty. It's a pretty awesome experience, and I'm you actually know, working on a CD right now that I'm producing that is going to be a rave yeah. Tessar concert for, uh, CD. Uh, um, that rave, uh, that was uh, it was a rave uh, Tessar jazz piano concert mm-hmm. at the church that I serve Akatink Unitarian Universalist and so that'll be released and I have some good sounding tracks this is going to be a good sounding CD so so we're continuing the uh, you know all of this stuff with the band this, this is exciting to, to hear it's all in the motion because two people I think sometimes they don't realize how much goes into it I mean I know just touring alone takes a lot but then trying to set up all the venues and trying to cut tracks and trying to do this and I'm kind of in the getting same five people to get along. <laughs> yeah, I don't have, you know, a promoter out there setting everything up for me. Um, you know, I've got to set it up and I've got to do all the promoting and, and these things. And it takes time to stop and track down venues. And it takes time to connect with people. And it takes time, you know, to do these different pieces of it um, along the way. So. It's exciting to hear that you are planning to get back out there again and that you do have a second CD in the works um, coming out. So that's, that, I think, is just... Yeah, we're working on it. You know. Always recording songs. If you're songwriters, you're always recording songs. Right. So we're still promoting songs of the new old ways, which is the one we're <laughs> talking about now. So we're still going yeah. on, on that ship. It's uh, $10 a piece. That's right, and uh, there's links to find and us on Facebook. CD Baby after the show. So, okay, so on Facebook you can go you can go to Dragon's Head page on Facebook, yep. and uh, that will be yep. an option for you to connect with them and find out how to get those CDs. Um, it is. It's, I want it's to right be, there. CD Baby. Yeah. I want to it's be right be, there. Uh, no. Um, now we also know that in the modern day, um, CDs are more of a marketing tool. That used to be the actual goal. <laughs> now it's a marketing tool for the tour, which I'm fine with because I point. enjoy. Point is about selling units too, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's a changing business. It's different than when we were kids. We don't have time for that conversation right now. But um, uh, when we were kids, it was everything was uh, yeah. I I enjoy playing out. I enjoy touring. I enjoy all of that. So to me, that aspect is great. Nina was great. Yeah, it was everything went well, and uh, we are now. Uh, go ahead, Jess. Oh no, go right ahead. Finish up what you were going to say. Oh no, I was. I I think you were coming in. Go ahead. Um, I I was just going to say uh, we're we're kind of winding down and. Um, mm-hmm. We have a little bit to get in here at the end of the show. But I wanted to give you a couple of minutes to talk about the song that we're going to close the show out with, which is right. Onward. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, Onward is almost exactly like it sounds. Um, it's not... It's funny, if you play the song, it feels like a really heavy song. It's, it starts off on acoustic guitar. I think maybe in production I had wished it had been a little more present, but I don't want to get into negatives at that point. But uh, <laughs> that's what happens when things, again, back on tour. But the thing is, is that it, the message is exactly as it sounds, and it's exactly the spirit of this band, and that is that... Whatever happens, whatever the muse is, as you guys talked about earlier, and you and Scott talked about the muse earlier, whatever the issue is, the issue is actually the the blessing, almost like a sort of a Loki blessing, if you know what I mean, with the Norse pantheon, the, the trickster blessing, uh, and onward is being able to see above and beyond that and to just keep moving and keep moving because you're going to know that even if you conquer that hill, there's going to be another hill the next day. It's a big theme on this album in general is that, is this ability to step up and above over what is there and move on the next day. And, and, and Because guess what? There's no such thing as the challenges are over, you know. And so to think you've made it, even if you're rich and wealthy and everything else, you'll have all sorts of other personal challenges, you'll have everything else. Or if you're poor, the same thing. We've all been there. And I live in a, one of the wealthiest counties in America. Uh, and there are plenty of poor people here. There are ghettos here. There's everything. You have everything in everywhere you live. And... There's always going to be something that feels like it's in the way, but you have to just step over it for yourself, for your friends or your family, or even for the world, to step up and do something to make the world a better place, right? There's going to be an obstacle to that, too. I even make one reference uh, in the song uh, to uh, mountaintop removal. I sort of do it just metaphorically. I I was thinking about the issue when I did it, you know, where they blow up mountains in West Virginia or in the Appalachia, uh, or beyond. We're not in Appalachia, but a little bit. Some people think Northern Virginia and West Virginia are the same. They're not the same state. <laughs> uh, just wanted to clarify that. But, um, but yeah, uh, Jim and Ashley Cash are very passionate about the mountaintop removal issue. We had been hanging out with them a lot, as they're good friends of ours, and you've met them, too. They're lovely people. And um, uh, we... Uh, had done a show and everything about that. But anyway, to, to, to narrow this down, what I'm saying is that external, internal, whatever, there's going to be obstacles, whether it's personal, political, everything, but you got to move onward. And that's Dragon's Head. It's the, the head of the Viking ship. It's just going to charge forward. And people might be scared when they see it, but guess what? We're coming, and that's what we're doing because we're focused and we're ready to go, and I hope that people enjoy it. We are inclusive and want to include uh, everyone in this fight. All people deserve to be free. All people deserve to have that focus and the ability to have that focus and to have the opportunity to have that focus, to be able to move onward and upward, to ascend. Uh, so it's metaphorical and, as well. <laughs> and, you know, it's so important for us to remember that even when we bring things to completion and fulfillment, that there's always going to be a new start a new beginning in right. some shape or form. And, and things are not going to 
Yeah, they're not going to stagnate and not um, done and just drink on the beach it, all day. Thing, you know, or you could maybe challenging or whatever. You, there's always going to be a new beginning coming around, and we want to keep that energy in motion um, as part of our existence. I mean, that's that's part of keeping life fulfilling is to keep moving onward, no matter what the circumstances are, and that goes hand in hand to where we were talking about that determination <laughs> earlier and being willing to continue to to press forward. Now, I, I just want to give people a heads up that those that are listening live right now, part of this may cut out and, you know, it may cut off for the live listeners, but it will be there in our archive. Um, oh, yes, right, because we went a little bit over In there, because we're just kind right of, you know, where our time is at here. But I'm sorry, I've got a little bit of noise going on in the background right now. But um, So I just wanted to give that people the heads up that it will be in the archived version if you miss any part It'll of it. It'll be there. <laughs> and there. I also want to thank Larabay and my brother Scott and Marcy Summers Crystal Musa for being there in Cult Talk. I want to thank everybody yes. in the chat room. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's been so great to have everybody here. And I want to thank all of you for showing up, you know, both you and Scott and being mm-hmm. here live on the phone with me um, and sharing what's happening because, uh, like I said, this is just your music is perfect, and I just see it fitting in so incredible with this particular point of the year, that Norse energy, that Viking energy. It, it just exemplifies so well the summer solstice. And, uh, you know, literally we are hours away. I mean, literally we're less than 12 hours away from it. So, um, and and Marcy was mentioning she has to listen again anyway because her browser kept crashing and Sometimes it's easier to download and things like that. Yeah, it's, thank it's, you it's so much talk radio. for being we'll here on the show with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Jesse. Thanks, Jess. Thank you. And I just want to mention that um, oh. next week on the show, we're going to have Lauren Lockman with us, and he's going to be sharing his work in water fast and live foods, and we will be back on, on a regular day Friday. Um, my books are out and available, and I have all kinds of things uh, going on. So between the tour and the books and all of those things, you can check them out on my website, jessianniccolsgeorge1.com, including monthly videos that I put out, services that I offer, um, monthly special, my June special deal. If you donate $50 or more to my Compassion Tour GoFundMe campaign, um, I'll do a free decoding insight for yourself or someone else. And uh, that, that gives a little insight to the situation, and you can gain greater understanding to your natural flow with that. Donate $100 or more and receive a few free decoding for you and a partner or a business name or a location or some other aspect that you're trying to align with there, and you know we can figure that out depending on what your needs are. Don't forget that we've got several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. Sunday nights we have Randy Goldberg, and he's been on a little bit of a break, but he'll be back from what I understand. Tuesdays, we have Susan Wheat sharing her work in herbs and natural plants. Wednesday nights is our flagship show with Daniel and Denise. And we have that backed up uh, on Wednesday nights now with Spiritual Insights. Darren Bucare. Yep, coming at us from Madame Laveau in New Orleans. Um, Which are where, that's where I stayed when I was in uh, New Orleans with, with, at uh, Darren's place. Right there. And um, Kevin is going to, and again, sorry for the noise there, but... <laughs> Kevin is also we'll going to be coming on 
um, our, our network here on Activating Compassion Radio. He's going to be on with us this summer uh, sharing his oh, yes. with his new companion. So that's going to be Fantastic. exciting. Yep. And this is Jesse Ann Nichols-George. Thanks so much for being here today. And again, thank you to all of our listeners, not only through Blog Talk Radio, but those streaming live through Penn, known as Parent Counters Network, Stream Finder, and Talk Stream Live, and those catching the podcast at iTunes, TuneIn.com, and those catching the YouTube version of the show. Hey, I look forward to seeing you back here next week as we delve more into activating compassion. Don't forget, if you've enjoyed the show today, share it with others. It's going to be available at the same link in our archives. And I'm leaving you today with the song Onward by Dragon's Head, our guest today. And thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Activating Compassion Radio. May enjoy the rest of your weekend and have a truly amazing week.
Together we'll find 